Welcome to the Species Hall of Fame. This is Quentin Wheeler. That Madison Avenue successfully entices us to purchase products by simply telling us that they are new says something unflattering about human nature. Our attraction to fads, our desire to be seen as belonging to a popular group, to be accepted by the cool kids, explains why so many willingly go along with the latest fashions sharing preferred pronouns, advocating new names for colonial-era species to advertise their woke bona fides, or preferring comparatively uninformative DNA barcodes over information-rich taxonomic revisions and monographs as proof that they are hip to the latest thing. Others, of course, have more crassly pragmatic reasons to follow the crowd cashing in on easy grant money that follows pop trends in science, a different but profitable source of betrayal of science. The appeal to all things modern is a time-honored tool of the huckster. We are to believe that something is an obvious improvement over the status quo simply because it is new or modern by comparison. A Wikipedia discussion of this appeal to novelty states that the fallacy may take two forms, overestimating the new and modern, prematurely and without investigation, assuming it to be best case, or underestimating status quo, prematurely and without investigation, assuming it to be worst case. Advocates of molecular-based taxonomy deceive us in two ways both of which are obvious on examination. The first is based on an appeal to the latest technology of convincing us that to use DNA is to approach taxonomy in a new, modern, and better way, and that this is self-evidently a good thing, without a critical assessment of the relative value to the goals of systematic biology. The second is based on the absurd implication that DNA itself is in some sense new, Yes, the widespread and affordable access to technology that allows us to isolate and sequence DNA is relatively new, at least compared to access to morphological evidence. But for biologists to regard DNA data itself as new, and conversely, morphology as old, is simply bizarre. A recent press release from the Natural History Museum in London, dated 23 November, states that what David Lees describes about DNA data and two possible species is the 21st century analysis to determine whether they are the same or different species, says Mark Sterling. The next stage, he continues, in satisfying yourself as to whether it is a new species is the rather more old-fashioned 19th and 20th century analysis of looking at the morphology. A morphological character and the genes coding for it, are necessarily of one and the same age. DNA data is no more new than a recently discovered morphological character. Both have only just come to our attention. Each are biological attributes with roots of precisely the same depth in evolutionary time. 
To treat DNA as if it has some mystical or superior quality simply because it is only recently accessible is silly and wrong-headed. It is a manifestation of what C.S. Lewis called chronological snobbery. One need only read or listen to advocates of DNA barcoding to sense an ill-founded, arrogant snobbery reinforced by popularity, groupthink, and cornering the market on research grant money. Science has to do with discovering and testing timeless truths and knowledge, not popularity. The once widespread belief that maggots were spontaneously generated in rotting meat did not make it so. C.S. Lewis, in his autobiography, Surprised by Joy, states that Barfield never made me an anthroposophist, but his counterattacks destroyed forever two elements of my own thought. In the first place, he made short work of what I have called my chronological snobbery, the uncritical acceptance of the intellectual climate common to our own age, and the assumption that whatever has gone out of date is on that account discredited. You must find why it went out of date. Was it ever refuted, and if so, by whom, where, and how conclusively? Or did it merely die away as fashions do? If the latter, this tells us nothing about its truth or falsehood. From seeing this, one passes to the realization that our own age is also a period, and certainly has, like all periods, its own characteristic illusions. They are likeliest to lurk in those widespread assumptions which are so ingrained in the age that no one dares to attack or feels it necessary to defend them. End quote. DNA data is no better than morphology data. To the contrary, for certain important purposes, it is decidedly inferior to morphology. Yet few dare to attack its undeserved, elevated position, and its disciples feel absolutely no need to defend its relative value to the advance of taxonomic knowledge, or their neglect of evidence for morphology. As E.O. Wilson once said to me at a meeting in Washington, quietly and offstage, molecular data does not get more grant money than morphology because it's better. It's assumed to be better because it gets more grant money. There is an ephemeral shine on molecular taxonomy derived from the impactful role of DNA in contemporary biomedicine and the rush of huge sums of money into molecular research. But this is an exaggerated measure of its value to taxonomy unworthy of the rich intellectual traditions and mission of taxonomy. In science, chronological snobbery and funding trends are inexorably intertwined. It is time to reject the chronological snobbery associated with molecular data and get back to the business of systematic biology. Taxonomists are in pursuit of the same knowledge they have sought for centuries. To discover what species exist, understand what makes each unique, determine the significance of the amazing pattern of similarities and differences among them, and organize knowledge in a natural, what we today interpret to mean phylogenetic, classification. DNA is valuable evidence in this regard, of course, but no more so than morphology, fossils, or developing embryos, and it sure as hell is no newer. I conclude with another quote from C.S. Lewis's Surprised by Joy. Quote, why, damn it, it's medieval, I exclaimed, 
for I still had all the chronological snobbery of my period and used the names of earlier periods as terms of abuse. End quote. Morphology, fossils, and embryos are just as informative, relevant, and exciting today as ever, in fact more so in light of advances in phylogenetic theory and innovations in microscopy and digital technologies. There is no valid evidential, scientific, or philosophical reason to prefer molecules over morphology. Only chronological snobbery, the greedy pursuit of grant money, and yearning to be accepted by experimental biologists, even if it comes at the expense of the integrity and informativeness of systematics. Fashion be damned. We should honor, celebrate, revere, defend, and continue the comparative, descriptive, and revisionary approach that characterized taxonomy of earlier periods, even as we integrate the latest theories, methods, and technologies into the process of discovering, describing, and classifying species and clades. For the Species Hall of Fame, this is Quentin Wheeler.